Big D Entertainment, in association with Dipsy Doodle Productions, presents the Dave Holly Hour. Brought to you by TJS Ceramic Studio, Serendipity Studio Gallery and Gifts, Chasers Food and Spirits, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and the Sioux Falls Arts Council. The Dave Holly Hour features Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment Conversations. A true lover of arts, entertainment, good food and fun times, including an occasional Jack Daniels. Okay, so a few Jack Daniels. Here he is, Dave Holly. Welcome everyone. Appreciate those of you that are regular listeners and welcome those of you catching the show for the first time. Great to have all of you on board. Later in the show, we talk about the 54 Film Fest with Matthew Sterrud and Josh Wary. Coming up in a few minutes, we hear about the play titled Hearing from the playwright, Richard Swanson. Hearing is one of this year's two plays for the premiere premieres. Comfortably Single will be before Hearing. It starts tonight at the Orpheum. But first, let's pop the cork on this bubbly little show. Time to grab your favorite beverage, lift it high, and toast it to being Thursday, a.k.a. Weekend Eve. Hey, the weekend isn't around the corner, it's here! So long, hump day in your frumpy way. We say hello to Thursdays with opening nights. The weekend is near and we can see the bright lights. Yes, Thursday, you're so hearty, we can't wait for Friday, so a day early, we start the party. Whatever you're drinking and whatever you're drinking it out of might very well be determined by where and when you listen. But thank you for listening. My choice, of course, is a Jasper Newton, Jack Daniels, Diet Coke with a lime. For you, whether it's a cup of coffee, glass of milk, bottle of water, mug of beer, a cocktail, glass of wine, or a flute of champagne, lift it high and toast it to love. Seeing as it was Valentine's Day yesterday. I am so fortunate that the one I call my love doesn't just love me, but supports me. She's a supporter of the things that I do, including this show. I also love what I call family. Family members that are friends and friends that feel like family. I love arts and entertainment and love people that have passion for their creativity. So cheers to love. Speaking of cheers, which just happens to rhyme with beers... Say cheers with a beer or your favorite cocktail at Chasers, West 12th Street and Ellis Road. Make sure you grab some food while you're at it. Join me on Monday nights for Dave Holly Hour Trivia starting at 7. This coming Monday's trivia theme will be President's Day, since it will actually be on President's Day. What over the past week made Dave laugh, guffaw, chuckle, chortle, giggle, smile, or maybe even shed a tear of joy? Well, while the next show for the Vaudies is two weeks away yet, uh, I've been working on it for the past week. As co-producer of the show, I can't help but smile as to how it is shaping up. The enthusiasm from the talent, their willingness, is making for a great event coming up February 29th, 7.30 p.m. Yes, that extra day of the year, we're going to have an extra day of fun. To learn more, go online to thevaudies.com. Vaudies is spelled V-A-U-D-I-E-S. Think Modern Day Vaudeville. We're on Facebook and Instagram as well. Later, we talk about a unique film festival with two of its participants, Matthew Sterud and Josh Wary. Up next, local playwright Richard Swanson talks about his play, Hearing, premiering tonight at the Orpheum. It's all on the Dave Holly Hour. Introducing the latest art movement that's sure to capture your heart, love. Love, the most profound and universal language, comes alive in a captivating new art exhibit that promises to stir your heart and soul. Join us for a look of love, an extraordinary collection that explores the myriad facets of this timeless emotion. Love brings together a curated selection of artists who have poured their hearts into capturing the essence of love in its purest and most diverse forms. From intimate moments that tuck at your heartstrings to grand gestures that leave you breathless, each piece tells a story that transcends words. Love is not just an exhibit. It's a journey through the beauty, passion, and complexity that love inspires. 
Immerse yourself in a world where love takes shape in vibrant artwork. This is an invitation to celebrate love, art, and the shared human experience. Join us at Serendipity Studios in downtown Sioux Falls through February to experience the exhibit where the power of love meets the magic of art. Love awaits you, and we can't wait to share this unforgettable experience with you at Serendipity Studio Gallery and Gift on the second floor of the Shriver Building, downtown Sioux Falls. Check out the new ceramic studio in Sioux Falls. Conveniently located off Kiwanis Avenue on 5th Street, TJS Ceramics. Inside Oscar's mini storage, we have thousands of classic vintage ceramic mold items and several new items too. TJS Ceramics offers classes, special open studio nights, and completed ready-to-purchase items. Bisque, studio time, or painting parties are available. Visit TJS Ceramics Studio in person today or email tjsceramics at gmail.com for more details. Dr. Perry Langston and Dr. Corey Tooney know excellence is in you. That's why they provide you with excellent care at XL Chiropractic, improving your overall health in spirit, body, mind, and will. Get results the natural way. Arrange a consultation, 605-332-9235 or xlchiros.com. Excellent care for excellent people. XL Chiropractic, located at 4309 South Racket Drive in Sioux Falls. Are you an artist? Need some funding to further your art? There's a great opportunity for you through a Sioux Falls Arts Council program. The Artist Microgrant program gives away several microgrants to local artists, no matter what art discipline you're in. Unlike more traditional grants, a microgrant is very easy to apply for. Go to artssiouxfalls.org. If you haven't done so yet, create a listing on the artist directory, which is beneficial in its own way. Then go to the Artist Microgrants page and apply online. The process is simple. Find out more about the Sioux Falls Arts Council as well online at artssiouxfalls.org. Funny. Engaging. Connected. He's the entertainment reporter for Sioux Falls. Here's Dave Hawley. Welcome back, everyone. Mm, yeah, I'm going to say it because it's what I say at the beginning of every conversation. It is always a pleasure to talk Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment. It's always a pleasure to have a new guest on the show as well and someone that uh, has been on the radar for a while. Just met the man a couple of years ago and immediately was like, this is a really cool guy. And uh, our friendship has grown in the meantime, and we see each other at a lot of events. I have acted with him. I have read with him for other plays. He is a local playwright and actor. Richard Swanson, how are you? I'm doing very well, and I'm so glad to be here. Glad to have you. It's fantastic, because I, I think we got to plenty to talk about today. Uh, first of all, uh, you are a professor of religion at uh, Augustana University. Yes. You just started your last semester. Yes. Oh, wow. I've been at Augustana for 34 years, which means it's just about half of my life. Yeah. And I have loved it. And it's time now to do the next thing. Mm -hmm. Are we saying what the next thing is? Well, or is that a, a close to the vest? No. The, the next big project is I'm going to translate Aeschylus's Agamemnon for Augustana's Theater. Wow. And it's a big piece of work. Yeah. <laughs> and I decided that it was something that we had wanted to do for a while, uh, the theater department and I. Mm -hmm. And in order to do it, because it's so large, I would need a sabbatical. So I've decided to think of retirement as a really long sabbatical. <laughs> well, I can't wait for it to uh, come to fruition. So many things. Uh, you're going out with a bang for sure in your last semester because, uh, well, this comes out on Thursday. And guess what tonight is? It's opening night, world premiere of a play that you wrote called Hearing. Yes. Tell us about this and the enthusiasm you have going into it. Well, it's... First of all, just making a play and then watching actors take it over, I love. That by itself is, is is thrilling because you sit by yourself and you imagine things and you write them down on paper and then you type them into the computer, but still all the voices are in my head. And then you hand it to a director and to actors 
And at this point, it's not my play anymore. Mm -hmm. They know it better than I do because they know the inside of it. Right. And I love seeing what people do with what I'm able to imagine. This is a play about how hard it is to hear each other and how important. And it seems to me, as I pay attention to the world we live in, the way it's becoming, we are getting less good at hearing each other, and it becomes more important that we find mm -hmm. ways to hear each other. Not just listen at each other. We need to actually hear each other. And so this play explores what it means to learn to hear. It's rooted in a draft board hearing back from the Vietnam days and tells the story of a central character who at the beginning is really no good at, at hearing at all. Mm -hmm. And his father takes on the task of teaching his son to hear. Um, it's a marvelous thing that we have to make such momentous decisions as draft board decisions when we are 16, 17, 18 years old and omniscient. Well, the central character, Chaz, knows everything except that he doesn't know that he doesn't know no, everything. everything. <laughs> How long did it take you to write this? Well, the real answer is 50-some years, mm -hmm. because this, this is rooted is, in my own experience. Right. It's semi-autobiographical in terms of the draft board hearing, correct? Yes. Yeah. And everything you write is in some measure autobiographical. So True. you got to write about yeah. things you've, you've seen and heard and done. But this is rooted in my father's two-year project to, to teach me to hear. Um, and so in some ways, I've been trying to figure out how to tell the story since those days. Mm -hmm. But the, the play itself, I've, I've worked with this theme in lots of contexts over the years because I, I, I tell stories to try to figure things out. And I've been trying to figure this out for a long time. <laughs> but... I, I was working uh, last last spring, I was uh, working on a couple of projects, and I learned a long time ago that I have to have three projects going all the time. Oh, that's your magic number? <laughs> yes, it really is, because otherwise my the uh, otherwise the energy that builds up on a project defeats the project. I need to have places to bleed off the extra energy. So I had a book that I was in the process of finishing. I had a play that will open at Augustana, end of the month. Yeah, we're going to get to that uh, as well. That was in, in the middle, late stages. And I always need a project that I'm just starting. And when the Premier Playhouse uh, announced the Festival of New Plays, I figured maybe this is the time to try writing the story of the hearing. Mm -hmm. And so I sat down and it came out of my pen really quickly. I was surprised. This thing was really ready to come out. So the actual writing process was very short, but the percolating process, the cogitating uh -huh. process was 50 years long. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, Premier Premieres is how we met. Yes. Uh, in the first year, we both ended up uh, in the play written by Mo Hurley. Yes. And the first time we ever read together was the first time that uh, I had met you. Uh, and uh, that was at a coffee shop before we went somewhere to, to read and so forth. And the process of the premiere premieres, for those that don't know, is something that was started just a year back. And what takes place is the premiere premiere playhouse then is opening their doors to local playwrights to submit basically kind of a one act or around an hour length of play. And... Then from there, and they typically get, you know, more than double digits in terms of the submissions, they narrow it down to five, and then those five plays are all read in one day in front of a uh, panel of three judges, and it is open to the public, but the thing that you will find is if you go there, they can stand up to read their part, but there's no blocking, there's no acting per se other than just reading the play and uh, of course what makes it even more fun is uh, basically you get one rehearsal prior to this and uh, so it's based on the play what the judges decide 
and that's uh, so fun and to, to see who makes it uh i'm not going to say who doesn't because trust me if, if you wrote a play you did well and if you got to the final five you did even better if you get to the final two that get produced as full productions congratulations mm. and so congratulations this year to you thank you uh but uh, what a process and uh you know last year uh, getting to act with you on stage was a pleasure and getting to know you more uh was a, a great deal and so then when you asked me to read for you this year it's like oh yeah <laughs> not a problem <laughs> and uh the ironic thing is you know so that makes us two for two uh, two years running then that, uh, you know, we've uh, been associated with plays uh, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll let it out there that I was cast in this originally. And uh, but because of the vision thing and, you know, it, it's clearing up. But we're recording this on Tuesday. The show comes out on Thursday. In between, I get to have a laser <laughs> in mm. my eye. So mm. oh. <laughs> I hope that goes wonderfully I, I, well. I do, too. I'm, I'm all set for it. Uh, it'll be round two of everything. Uh, but uh, the thing that I loved was finally being able to just sit there and concentrate on this. You know, I've still got I didn't memorize my lines because about the time that this happened, uh, I w wouldn't be able to read. <laughs> uh, but just from the readings before and going through it, there's a lot that I have memorized mm. and that I think of. And then I think of the way that I, I would portray that part. Uh, and then to listen to your explanation of how some of these stories came to be is just fantastic. So if you are headed to the premiere premieres tonight, tomorrow night, Saturday night, or Sunday afternoon, you are in for a treat. Uh, first, there's going to be a, a show called um, Comfortably Single, which was written by Lee Spencer. Yes. And it is hilarious. And then there's Richards. And it's going to be two different uh, looks at life for sure. Yes. Uh, but, you know, they both cover social issues. Yes. And they cover things that are very important. And um, I know part of the reason that uh, you also wrote hearing was because you have lost some of your hearing yes. over the, the past few years. Yes. And so you really had a lot of different angles that you could have taken this. Yes. Uh, but what made you stick with that being the central theme of learning to hear each other and it being a hearing? Yes. Well, a number of things, I suppose. One is the, while I've been losing my hearing gradually for a number of years, I tell my students it was because of too much Jimi Hendrix in the old days. <laughs> it's not exactly true, but it's a good line. Yeah, it is a good line. I, I gladly sacrifice cilia for Jimi Hendrix and others. <laughs> but it was just a year ago, just a little over a year ago, that I completely lost hearing in one of my ears, my good ear. Mm -hmm. And that experience is still too new. I am a slow percolator. I need to think things through for a long time mm -hmm. and process them. And that experience is too new. I don't think I could write about it usefully yet. But the other reason is... The longer I have thought about those days back when I was 16, 17, and 18, the more I have realized my debt to my father, who was a paratrooper in the Second War, who insisted that his son take matters of duty very seriously, mm -hmm. which that, that was natural in our family. But as I found myself on the other side politically from him, I watched him, looking back, I realized he was teaching me to hear, and I needed to write that because it just felt ripe. Um, it was prompt. My father taught me a great many things, yeah. but that was maybe the most important thing, to, to find a way not just to listen at, but to hear people who disagreed with me. Because we disagree with each other about all manner of things, and the more I pay attention to contemporary society, contemporary politics, the more I realize we it's not happening. Even, <laughs> no, we don't even want it to happen. Yeah. And I do want it yeah. to happen. 
So I tried to write a show that honored the voices my father taught me to hear. And so there are stories in this show that my father told me. There are stories in this show that I heard from um, my father honored me by inviting me to two of the reunions of his outfit from the Second War. The 508th Parachute Infantry Regiment was an astonishing group of people. And you have not lived until you've sat with 80-year-old paratroopers. (laughs) These are really (laughs) abnormal human beings. As they say, anyone who would jump out of a perfectly good airplane has got something wrong in the head. Very true. They always say that. (laughs) Oh, and sitting with them and, and listening to the stories that they cared to tell me, I have tried to take, I've tried to take their, the fact that they honored me with the stories, I've tried to take that very seriously. And so some of those, some of their stories, parts of their stories mm-hmm. are in this show in an attempt at saying thank you to men who are all now dead, mm-hmm. but I owe them because they taught me things that I would never in my wisdom have imagined when I was 16 or 17 or 18. Right. I can imagine then that uh, in your academic career then, that uh, learning to hear has made a great uh, impact for you considering the subjects you teach. Yes. Talking about having different philosophies. Oh, yes. Uh, so when you teach religion, uh, I'm... I, from what I've heard, you know, I, I was uh, never an Augie, uh, but uh, I have a lot of friends that are Augie grads, many of whom had classes with you and speak very highly about you, oh, thank and, you. and the ability to be able to say what they wanted yes. instead of just taking notes yes. of what the professor has. Well, I was lucky. My father was a teacher. His mother was a teacher. Her father was a teacher. I'm, I'm at least a fourth generation teacher, probably mm-hmm. more. And it, it's one of those trades that takes a long time to learn, I think. And my father taught me that most of teaching is listening. Uh-huh. And therefore, because if, if, if I'm not listening to my students, then I'm just telling them stuff. And that's mm-hmm. not teaching. That's just telling them stuff. So when I walk in, I need to create a place where I can actually hear them. And then they'll decide if they need to hear me. But if I don't do the first step, they got no reason to hear me. Wow. And teaching religion is so much fun (laughs) because we disagree so deeply. Oh. That's why you have to study this field because the disagreements are sometimes dangerous. Mm Mm-hmm. If you structure them right, they're deeply intriguing, but they, even then they can be sometimes dangerous. Right. And so learning to hear across lines of difference is, is what I've had to learn as a scholar and as a teacher. Okay. Uh, boy, your career at Augie speaks for itself. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, your career as everything else, as an actor and also now playwright, well, and actually all of that goes back a long way, and we'll get to that in, in a bit as well. But... Uh, speaking of Augie, then, uh, you have another play that's premiering yes. uh, March about it, the 2nd or something? It, it opens on February 29th. Okay. It I'm, runs I'm Thursday busy. I have my own show that night. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. But uh, tell us about uh, this one. Well, this, this show comes out of a conversation with a former student who has become a dear friend, who is one of the most exuberant human beings that I know, just an absolute delight to talk with. And we were sitting talking at a wedding and he had just fallen in love with sacramental theology. And he was just thrilled. And if you know Ben Winkler, Ben is, he's enthusiasm on a stick. He's just (laughs) astonishing. And he had fallen in love, especially with the phrase, this is my body. And as we sat and listened, I realized that that phrase, of course, is central in Christian theology, mm-hmm. but it is also part of every Me Too story I've ever heard. Mm. And sitting there, it, any good story and any good play especially needs clash. There needs to be a collision of some sort that has to be sorted out. And that sounded like the best collision ever. So I started imagining what that story could be. 
And in the, the spring of 2022, Grace Alice, Hannah Bashai, and I, Grace and Hannah are students at Augustana now, one of them is an alum. They agreed to be co-writers with me to write the story of four generations of women who learned that, well, as, as one of the characters says on stage, life is never gentle, but never without love and fear. Mm, and great we, line. Oh, I like that one a lot. Yeah. And it's we wrote a story that tells how four generations of women discovered that that's true and then discovered ways to say, this is my body in the face of a world that didn't want to make room for them. Mm-hmm. Um, we set it up as a full-on collaboration, which means every one of us had absolute veto power or, over every word, every line, even the whole show. And so the, the rule we set from the beginning was that if one of us disagrees with any scene, uh, if we have an argument for our disagreement, the scene is gone. Well, when we set that up, I noticed that Grace and Hannah did not yet know if, if they could believe that or not, because it, people say anything. True. Then one day we were meeting and talking and it was clear that Grace was uneasy with something. Didn't know what, and when I asked her, she said, no, she's fine. <laughs> Which meant, just wait. Right. So yeah. I waited. <laughs> and a couple of days later, she was still uneasy, and I asked. And there was a scene that I had written. And it, it was a very good scene. I am proud of that scene. It may go in a show someday. Who knows? But there was a scene she said, I really need that out. And so we cut it out immediately. Wow. And at that point, our writing got better. Uh-huh. All of a sudden, each of us could trust the others to, to respond honestly and respond vigorously so that we could just let ourselves go and write because we knew that people we trusted would tell us whether it worked or not. I am very pleased with this because it was an actual collaboration we insisted from the start that this is not a play written by Richard Swanson with. with right. No, this is a play written by Grace Alice, Hannah Bashai, and Richard Swanson. Mm-hmm. I've been collaborated at in my time, and I have never enjoyed that. <laughs> this is something we. So created you made it together. enjoyable for everyone. Yes, and has productive to be. has to be. Yeah, because if the point of the show is the the validity of the voice of these four generations of women, then we'd better structure a collaboration that values mm-hmm. the voice of the women who are co-writers on this thing. So we did. All right. And Augie said, we'll produce it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And who's directing them? Jaina Fitzsimmons okay. is directing. Who's also directing. Oh, Hearing. A, Jaina is a genius. She is, isn't she? Oh, yeah. A fantastic, fantastic young lady. Yes. And, and now a doctor. Yes. 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 She got her doctorate. That's a fantastic. So, oh, wow. Look forward to that then as well. But let's talk about uh, how this all started for you. How did you get involved with acting? How did you get involved? Where was the point that you said, you know what? I kind of like doing this, but I'd like to see what others do with what I write. Yes. The beginning of anything as big and sprawly as this is hard to, to point to. Mm-hmm. My mother was an actor back in high school. She was the, voted the best thespian in Jamestown, New York, back when she graduated. Uh-huh. And so I grew up with someone who appreciated theater from the inside. I discovered theater in high school with a, a really remarkable group of actors uh, many of whom went on to become uh, professionals in the arts. And so I had, amongst my high school friends, people that were astonishingly accomplished already, and that seated the, the love of theater that I learned from my mother. Professionally, I study stories and study how stories affect the people that, that, that tell them to each other because I study biblical material, which is finally stories that create a world that, in which Jewish faith is natural and native. 
And I've been studying that forever when I got drafted to be a storyteller at a, a, a Lutheran youth gathering. The, the guy who drafted me said, well, I've already put your name in, so you have to do it. And I said, but I'm not a storyteller. He said, do you listen to yourself when you talk? <laughs> I tell stories all the time because stories are how we think. And out of that came a recognition that stories need to be experienced and thought about at the gut level. Uh, if you think about them just up between your ears, you get marvelous abstractions and very useful uh, ideas and data, but you don't get how stories work. Stories work on your gut. And so I started using performance as a mode of analysis of the stories and discovered, well, I was, I was teaching, every one of us teaches a senior level seminar in, in our religion major. Mm -hmm. And there'd be 15 people in the class. And at the end of the class, four of them would write really remarkably good essays. Three of them had the world land on them, and so they didn't do the work that they would have done normally. And everyone in the middle did fine. But I don't teach to do fine. I, fine, if that's all you can get, that's okay, but it's not, <laughs> it's not what you should aim at. You're not looking for a curve when you grave. No. <laughs> I want everyone to hit the ball as hard yeah. as they can. And because that's my job, to give them an occasion to hit the ball as hard as they're capable of. Well, the first time I started using performance as a mode of analysis, 15 people in the class, there were still three of them that had the world land on them, and they did what they were able to. Mm -hmm. Life is like that. But out of the group of 15, I had nine of the very best projects I'd ever seen in my life. And all the rest of the projects were better than the good ones used to be. But you only got to hit me with a two by four twice before I can <laughs> I get the point. It was just, it was clear that this let people into the stories deeper. And so ever since I've been working with actors to explore the inside of the stories that I've studied for decades and it works. We've, we've made, it's over 20 years now mm -hmm. and we've, we've made plays at Augustana based on biblical material. We've, performed that material in Toronto, Canada. We've performed it in Albuquerque. We've, we've been invited all over the place. And in the end, it was all just because performing stories lets you into them. And it seems always to open them up deeper than I expected. That's what I have found as well. You know, you can sit there and uh, go to a, a great play and go, oh, it's a great play. You become involved in a great play, and yes. all of a sudden, oh, so much more. Yes. Yeah. Because inside, the, any, inside a good story is a whole world. Mm -hmm. And when you watch actors figure that out, that, that's, what, that's what allows us to think the way human beings really think. We are not merely collectors of data. Oh, we collect data all the time. But that's not all we do. We tell stories about why we collect the data. We tell stories about what we're going to do with the data. And that's where the data comes alive. So as an actor, what has been your favorite role or what's the one that hasn't come about yet that you would love to play? Well, I haven't done very many pieces on stage. Mm -hmm. I, I have directed and written a lot, but I've in recent years, I've performed two things that I loved. Uh, some years ago, Augustana uh, staged David Auburn's Proof, and they invited me to play Robert. Robert is an aging mathematics professor, and I loved that role, partly because the, the actors on stage with me were just brilliant and generous, and that was so much fun, and it's an amazing play. But last year, being in Mo Hurley's play was remarkable. Yeah. Um, it, Mo is, is an amazing human being. <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> and she is such a storyteller. And this, this beautiful play, The Theater at Night, about a man who has lost his wife but sees her every night in the theater yeah. where they lived their lives. It was 
it is such a tender and brilliant play. I, I, I loved being Albert in that play. And I, I hope that uh, that play progresses yes. at some point oh. and maybe even expands to a full uh, play instead of the one act. Yes. Uh, and I also wish you the best with this one. And I've already told you, you that, you know, the opportunity to act in this, uh, if oh. it uh, comes around and, and so forth, yes, uh, that I would love to be involved Yes, in that way. Uh, but in the meantime, you did get a very, very talented man to fill in. Oh yes, oh yes. <laughs> it's a great, uh, it's a great cast, people. You will love it, uh, and it's uh, just, you know, you're going to laugh in the first play, and there will be some spots where you maybe laugh in the second, and uh, then there's also going to be some history that makes you go, I didn't realize that. And uh, things along the way. And then you will walk out of there having all emotions touched. And what I hope above all is that people that remember those days or people that think about those days or people that know they live in the shadow of those days will feel heard when they're done. Because the play is an attempt, my attempt, to listen to voices that I did not know how to listen to when I was that age. Mm -hmm great point all right uh final two questions how you answer question number one will determine whether we need to ask number two (laughs) all right so when you were not involved in the arts or entertainment what do you like to be entertained by oh lots and lots of things um maybe the thing that has drawn my attention most over the last many years now is cooking yes I love to cook. There's one problem with Facebook. Yes. Yeah. It's the fact you can't taste those pictures <laughs> that you post. <laughs> it's, it is such fun. Um, I've, been, I've been cooking for a long time because I, I, back in undergrad, I became a butcher. I learned how to cut meat. Okay. But one of the things my bosses taught me was you can't sell it if you can't cook it. Uh-huh. And so I started learning to cook the things mm-hmm. that, that we sold, and I that was a good basis. But during pandemic, my wife works in uh, IT in mm-hmm. Augustana, and when the pandemic hit and we sent students home on spring break, a spring break that we knew they wouldn't come back from right. because we'd be shifting to online education like everybody did, my wife was on a team with the, with the ed tech and the library tech to reinvent education at Augustana, and they had 10 days. <laughs> and so they, they, what they did was brilliant. The, um, a lot of places, I got friends that teach places where the school set up their panel of experts, outside experts that came in and told professors how to teach. Well, that turned out well. Let people who can't teach teach people who can how to teach. No, that didn't work at all. But what they did was brilliant. These three technologists set up a a 12-hour-a-day Zoom and invited professors who were rebuilding their classes to join them and ask questions of the technicians all through the 12 hours. And so people would come in and drop in for 10 minutes or they'd stay for three hours. And they would talk with the other professors who had dropped in and with the techies. Amazing. And they reinvented it. But I watched them do this, and it ended up being not just 12 hours a day, but 14 to 16. Mm -hmm. It ended up being seven days a week. And while they had 10 days to do it, the process went on for more than a month. I was on sabbatical at the time, and I watched the weight that my wife was carrying and I realized I had to do something that could support her. So I decided, being on sabbatical, I could cook every day as if it were Saturday. <laughs> so I did. And tried to make every meal a celebration. Something just, because food lightens the load. And that's, that's what I tried to do. Yeah. I love that. Excellent. Any other hobbies? Oh, I, lots of things. Mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of building um, tables for our backyard because we we need folding tables outdoors. So I have copied a design of a table that we own, and now we'll see this summer if I can build it. Um, I like doing that. 
We love to travel. We uh, intend to go to Ireland soon um, because I like, I know stories that come out of these places, but I like to sit in these places and eat the food in these places and learn to cook the food in these places because then I understand what the stories mean. A few years ago, um, Mike Mullen, a colleague of mine at Augustana, he and I traveled to Vietnam because we were in the process of develop, developing a course that focused on that, that place and those times. And one of the things we did was go to cooking schools. You can't understand a culture unless you can cook with the culture. And those lessons I just loved. So I, my map of the world is a map of restaurants. <laughs> and so we're going to travel and find some more. All right. Sounds like a great thing for both of you. Oh. And uh, Richard, thank you so much for taking thank time. You to be on the show it's uh, it's been not just a pleasure but it's also been a privilege oh this is a joy mm -hmm. i love what you do i love the people you get you talk oh. to that's great fun and i'm honored to be amongst that group all right well thank you so much and we'll be back with more of the dave holly hour in just a moment comedy magician and hypnotist jesse moffitt's right he can't play the piano but he can sure entertain crowds with his amazing magic and clever quips his shows always make the participants the stars, especially when they've fallen asleep on stage. Uh, I mean, they've been hypnotized. Are you the party planner in your group? Then you owe it to your group to make the event magical, even if it puts you to sleep. Here's how. For booking information, go to Jesse Moffat Entertainment on Facebook. That's J-E-S-S-E-M-O-F-F-I-T-T. -T. Or call 605 929-0964. Never met a meal you didn't like. Here he is, Dave Holly. Welcome back, everybody. As always, a pleasure to talk Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment. I tell you, it's always a pleasure to have repeat guests and new guests, and I get one of each this time around. <laughs> As uh, we are going to talk about Film Fest 54. The reason one of us was returning, because he was in one, well, helped make one last year, and that is Josh Weary. And then this past Saturday, I'm at, uh, well, uh, Chasers, because they do happen to be a, uh, a, a big you know, proponent of uh, this program. They happen to be a sponsor, and they uh, take care of me on Mondays when I'm out there hosting trivia. But we're out there on a Saturday just to have a little fun, show our faces that we do go there besides the day that they pay me. And here's <laughs> this new bartender that we've not met, and we ask him his name. Well, actually, we asked somebody next to us, hey, what's his name? Matt. So it's, hey, Matt. And then Matt starts turning around, taking care of business, and at some point mentions the fact that he's media and so forth. And I'm like, hmm, <laughs> there's a possibility of some young man I may wish to know one way or another, whether it would be something he could help me out with at some point, maybe be on the podcast. And uh, so we exchange numbers and contact info. And within like a minute, he says, you've had a friend of mine on the podcast. <laughs> so, Josh, that's how you're here. I love it. Love well, it. Love to then, be here. And then we started talking about, uh, you know, all the uh, mutual friendships and so forth. Yeah. And I mentioned uh, Apo. Of course. Yes. How can you not mention Apo? Exactly. Brought up Hope Dunkel. And uh, so then it just kept growing and growing and growing. And uh, so that meant, he goes, huh. Now I don't just have to ask him about being a bartender if I have him on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Great to have you both here. Good Thank you. Uh, yeah, good and here. the uh, 54 Film Festival is coming up soon. Yes, yeah. it is. And you guys are going to be working together this year yes, sir. on a project? Yeah. Do, do we have any working title on this project yet or anything? Nope. Nope. <laughs> no. No. So uh, the way that the 54 right, because film it's works. Interesting thing. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's like we we will draw for a category on Friday. Friday yeah. Friday, okay, evening. Fri Friday evening we'll draw for a category okay. and then and then we'll have to write the entire script Friday night. Wow. So no working title until we get yeah, our category. Because you don't know what this point. We don't know what it's gonna, gonna look like. Do you have any idea as to who you're gonna have in it and so forth? Any uh, part players or yeah, right now we're thinking, so Josh and I are actually roommates, and mm -hmm. we're sharing a house with 
two more roommates on top of that. So there's four of us in the house, and it's just going to be us four. There you go. Doing the whole yeah. thing. Whole cast and crew right there. We're going to figure yeah. it out. <laughs> and you're not going to have to worry about uh, travel or anything? I don't think so. I think yeah. we'll probably you're gonna just... You're going to be shooting it live on location. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah probably <laughs> right in our house. I don't think we're going to venture too far. <laughs> yeah. We'll maybe make it as far as the backyard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. See, we'll stay there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's Saturday's forecast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the real Didn't question. Look at it. <laughs> what draws you to this? You were in it last year, Josh, yeah, and obviously must have been a great uh, time because you're doing it again. Yeah, it always is. Actually, I was thinking about that. I'm like, this is my third or fourth. I'm already losing track, but yeah, it's nothing new to me now. So it just kind of after graduating USF last year, I'm like, it just mm -hmm. felt natural to like do it again this year, even though I won't be doing it as a student. But right. it's always, yeah, yeah. it's and, a challenge, but are, it's a great time. What are you doing in the meantime to so yeah, you know, right have now, a little income? Uh, I am working part-time as a graphic designer for a small newspaper company in Iowa. So I get to put together the really? layout yeah, for a couple of their papers that they do. And then I also work part-time as a freelance video editor for my brother's YouTube channels. So, uh -huh. Yeah. All right. And uh, well, Matt, I know you're a bartender, but uh, yeah. doing anything else? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm also working at a coffee shop part-time and then every once in a while i'll go and be a stagehand at the washington pavilion okay so you decided that the word bar had to be in your jobs bartender barista, barista. Yeah. stage well they go to the bar after the show's over yeah usually <laughs> so what did, did you decide was the draw for this then um, well, I did it as a student too. I actually mm -hmm. helped Josh last year with it. And that was also my final year doing it as a student. Um, and then I just, I have so much fun making movies and doing all of it. And, uh, at, at the, at USF, it was all a part of the Coos Cinema Club and mm -hmm. I loved working with all those people. So I hope working with my roommates will be fun too, but I just, I love making movies. How did that come about then? Um, like, what age did you go? Was it, you know, I, somebody know. gave you a camera in eighth grade or something? No, or? I, I wish it was that simple. I think I've just always liked movies as entertainment. I've I've always been drawn more to movies. I, I didn't grow up with any, like, TV or cable or anything like mm -hmm. that. So it was just the same, like, six movies over and over again. And <laughs> that, was, that was TV. <laughs> So I and I think I just fell in love with um, the art form and like the language of movies. And then really, I didn't think about making them until I came into college. And well, talking about Apo, you know, Apo asked me to do it. You can't really ever say no. True. To Apo. Yeah. So I started doing it um, just mostly to help her out. But then and fell in love with it. Yeah. And, for those that haven't made the connection yet that uh, may be listening for the first time or something. Apo was Apollonia Davalos. And, uh, well, a lot of people say when she gets there, the party has then started. <laughs> uh, so right. She has this incredible spirit around her, and you're right, hard to say no to Apo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, she's actually like the big producer of this film fest, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah she is. Yeah. She's yeah. the one that puts this all together, and it takes yeah. place. Uh, is it still in Murfreesboro at uh, Middle Tennessee State University? Uh, I think it I moved think, to or Nashville. Or it is fully in Nashville I think now. it's fully it in might Nashville. Be. Yeah. Fully in Nashville I, know, okay. like, I just know, like, it's in Tennessee yeah. somewhere. Well, you know, <laughs> and see, we're I, far I, away I have that. I have family in Tennessee. And, ah. you know, if you get to the finals or something and, and they're playing it at a theater... I will try to get them to go there. There you go. Oh, yeah. And, and we, can get, we can get the uh, Audience Choice Award. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Tell them to vote for go. us. <laughs> yeah. Scream, scream, clap, yell yeah. loudly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sneaking air horns. <laughs> I can hear it now. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, but, you know, there's even a possibility, slight possibility of somebody from Sioux Falls being there then. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah. Because. I would love to because we just uh, we were in Nashville back in uh, November. It was my love's first time ever being in Nashville. And, oh wow! And she fell in love with it because I got a used bookstore that's like four stories high and okay. eight hundred bajillion thousand square feet. So she had a great time. Yeah, right. <laughs> sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what are you looking forward to uh, with the challenge of this of getting a category, writing a script? Yeah, I think. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I think this year it'll be fun because it is just the four of us. Yeah. Usually with 
doing it the Coos Cinema Club, part of the challenge is right. finding a role for everybody just because we have so many people involved with the club, which is great, but you want everyone to feel needed and included in everything. But now it's like completely a 180. We only have four. So like we're all going to be doing a lot more work than usual. <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah. It'll Usually, be fun though. Yeah. We're going to have to figure out how to get four people to do what normally is done by like 10 to 12. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Usually. So yeah, that'll be a fun challenge to do it. But like also just like the time crunch of it because 54 Film Fest is just 54 hours. So we'll start mm-hmm. 5 p.m. Yeah. Saturday or Friday but, yeah. evening. And then we'll, we're done at. I think it's midnight Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. So this was definitely a creation coming out of college that if you're going to be spending overnighters. For sure. Oh, yeah. 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 For sure. <laughs> you, and you can tell, what are, too. It's what got are college the, written all yeah, over yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what are the parameters of it, then, in terms of you know how long of a film can you make? Is there a time limit or It has to be at most five minutes. At yeah, most you can have five. 30 seconds of credits afterwards, yeah. so... Which for us will be really short because there's only four yeah. names. <laughs> yeah, yeah, easy credits. Yes, but you know you still have to give them credit for everything they did. <laughs> just, uh, just four names up here, like Gaffer, Key, Grip, all the way down. Sound engineering. There we go. Everybody yeah, else. Yeah. yeah. Give credit where credit is due. Yeah. So, do you anticipate both being in it as acting then? I don't. I think that's probably one of our biggest things we need to figure out is who actually is going to be in, in it. it. Yeah. One of us will be in it for sure out yeah. of the right. four roommates. Cause yeah. I guess it also depends, too, on what our script ends up Unless you have yeah. a ghost in your house. Which, honestly, we, we would not be surprised. We're, yeah, we're in the... Ours is named Howard. Okay. okay. We're yeah. in the historic district, so, I mean, okay. if anyone's yeah. going to be haunted, it's Yeah, it's we us. got a creepy basement cellar that we never go into. Yeah. And yeah. We found, like, this tiny little picture of some man. We have no idea who he is, but we like to think that he's our... He's the ghost. He's the ghost. Okay. Yeah. He's our fifth roommate. Yeah. Uh, well, we've got it figured out. We did have a ghost hunter come in and wow. help us out. Nice. Because we always thought, because of the time of the morning that the cat would go into the bathroom, and suddenly the bathroom, the shower curtain is halfway. Oh. And we'd swear we would have heard water running prior and so forth. So it was like, okay, was this guy somebody that maybe worked at Morell's, you know, a business like that, where oh, it was yeah. getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning, getting ready to go to work? Yeah. Um, and then when this gal came in and she was getting a sense, she says, no. She says, I think he was a grocery store clerk. Oh, and that he was, okay. his job was to go away in the morning, so he'd be you know, clean up, get in there before the doors open, because one of the things that our ghost Howard is is very neat about is being a neat bin. Okay. We will find our spices in our our spice rack all facing the correct way. There you go. Label when out. yeah, when my wife used to work at the Sheraton, she'd come home at night after her shift. She'd take all the pens out of her pocket and just throw them on her dresser. Right, and in the morning. All in a row. All in a row wow. by height. Wow. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Ooh, okay. I, 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 At least he's not like a slob. I know. Yeah, no. he's very polite. Yeah. Considerate. <laughs> no, unless you unless you arc him. Oh, sure. Then he'll, you know, take your pictures and gotcha. turn okay. him askew a little bit and so forth. See, so no matter what, maybe you should have your ghost in the film. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. we can find a place to put him in yeah. as long as we make him look good otherwise yeah, like exactly might, you know, yeah might, you might be camera shy yeah, yeah that's true that's true what do you enjoy about uh, making a movie that's a hard question i get so one per interview yeah. Yeah. that's okay yeah, yeah here it is same as a year ago so yeah i remember that it's all coming back to me now yeah <laughs> what you think I, I know you think i'd have a better answer for this i'd be more prepared <laughs> I really enjoy, I think, the final product when it's everything has finally come together and all the hours of writing and shooting and editing, and then you can finally sit back and just appreciate what you've made. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you've both been involved in it before. What does the process end up being once you've got your category and you start writing? Do you write the whole script first or... Do you get to a point where you, you've got something written and you can say to somebody else, hey, shoot this quickly? No, usually, so we get the category Friday night and then usually we'll just write that script Friday night and then we'll finish the script and then Saturday morning we'll sleep whatever time we have left mm-hmm. and then Saturday morning we start uh, filming. But there's been plenty of times when you're just like on location you see something that would like work really good in the script so you're just like, 
oh, let's change it so the script does this instead. Right. Yeah. yeah. But no, we'll have a completed script before we start shooting. But whether or not the completed script is what ends up being the final, <laughs> yeah, <movie. laughs> a little different. Now, uh, do you end up envisioning things sometimes as you're driving by someplace and you? have no idea what you're going to get as a category, but you go, that would work really well for this at some point. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. All the time. time. First time we were in that basement, it was just like, we get a horror category. I know. I'm like, we have our set. We're going to be so so easy. So what are the categories then? Um, Well, Well, there's horror. Yeah, horror is one of them. Usually they group it in two. So like even, so you just draw for categories and then you get your choice between two of them. So last year, the category that we drew was either superhero or Western. So then you got to pick between those two. So Mm -hmm. superhero and Western's one. There's, I know, I don't really remember the groupings, but there's like action, thriller, documentary, documentary. um, found footage, spy, mystery. I think there's an animation category, but that very rarely. Oh, and there's a musical category too, which I remember one team actually like pulled it off one year and I was very impressed. Yeah. Uh, So um, what do you think is going to be? different in your approach to things now that you've done it so often uh well i think number one being outside of the film club we don't have any of the equipment that's true Ah, i just thought of this (laughs) earlier this week slash last week but i was like thinking about it i was like we're not gonna have any lights we don't have Uh -uh. any cameras we don't have any Uh -uh. recording equipment oh we're, we're, we're going into this just we're gonna macgyver a lot yeah, of it. no the bare kidding. minimum yeah well first of all then uh that brings up the question what format does it have to be shot in does it have to be a 4k or is it i think is they it pretty just much any? accept anything they're not really picky uh-huh. about that yeah, yeah. so really... you got cell phones yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah i think you know modern family did an entire episode with cell phone footage once oh really i didn't yeah. know that that's cool I didn't know that either but I... yeah that was kind of our plan is just shooting on iphone and then they also have recording equipment on iPhone too. So yeah, I mean, we true. Can, uh, there's two of them, and then we have lamps and extension. Uh, yeah, cords. you yeah. can really make anything work if you try hard enough. True. Yeah. And maybe it'll be well, a bright day. Know, we can just use natural yeah, light. There you go. All, all I have on my schedule. Well, actually, I have two things on my schedule on Saturday. But you know, if you need something, especially to record on. I might be able to help out. You would be the guy. Might yeah. be, the guy. be the guy. Yeah. Good so, thing we have your number. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, well, no, I, I don't think we'll have time to be out at Chasers on Saturday afternoon this week. Unless, <laughs> what if we filmed at Chasers? You well, never see, know. Now that brings up an interesting point, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe your uh, category will be suspenseful pool shooting there we go we or could. dart yeah. throwing yeah like an like inspirational sport yeah there we go That's yeah a four minute montage <laughs> see it now it's all coming together all right so uh there's a couple of questions i like to ask at the end as always and since you're the newbie matthew yeah you get them great question one yeah how you answer that determines whether we have to ask question number two okay All right, so this makes you part of the arts and entertainment world. When you're not part of it, then, what do you like to be entertained by? Uh, Well, I talked about it a little bit earlier, but I love watching movies, and whether that's on um, the couch at home or actually going to the movie theater. I'm such a sucker for the movie theater, though. Mm -hmm. The popcorn. Mm. Oh, yeah. Big screen. Can't beat it. Dolly Farms, especially. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll go to a bad movie if it's in a theater. Like, because you, know, you can just, have popcorn. Well, yeah, because of the popcorn. It's just like just <laughs> well, the experience. The atmosphere, of, yeah. yeah, just going to the movie theater. It's like it's one of my favorite things to do. And uh, I know a lot of people don't share that sentiment. Like when I was when I was still single, it's like a lot of people were just like, oh, you can never go to a movie for a first date. You don't talk to them. And I'm just like, I'll go on a movie for anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> disagree. I love going to the movies. Um, so I, I, that's what I like to do. I like, I like to watch movies, and then I like. Um, consuming uh content about like how they're made i love watching like special features mm. that's why i like the physical media of dvds too is right. they'll, they'll always have special features that's true my favorite yeah that is a good thing to so, watch yeah. and, and documentaries about i uh, know yeah. the making of yeah and i yeah, also things, like yeah, yeah like youtube uh channels that kind of like dissect how movies are mm-hmm. made or like people just talking about their favorite movies so what's your favorite movie oh it's a tough one um 
I, I kind of like to split this into three categories because I ask okay. people, because I'm a big movie guy. I like to ask people, it's like, what's your favorite movie? And then like, what's the movie that you reach for? Because sometimes the movie that you reach True. for is just like it's just like any night of the week. Which movie yeah. are you going to reach for? Because that's not always your favorite movie, right? And then what is the best movie that you haven't seen yet? So those are the three questions I like to yeah. ask. Yeah. So like the my favorite movie is the Iron Giant, Brad Bird's Iron Giant, okay. animated. About nineteen ninety nine is when it came out. All right, uh, that's my favorite movie. But like the movie that I like to reach for is probably Edgar Wright's Baby Driver great movie so good. yeah so Love very that. well made and then the greatest movie that i haven't seen yet is dreamworks is prince of egypt okay i'm convinced that that is yeah. a fantastic yeah, movie. we'll have to work on that yeah I, I have <laughs> to see that i have movies that i call my default movies yeah that when they come up on the tv no matter what point yeah. of the movie it is I'll stop, and that's what I'm going to watch until the end of that movie yeah, again. Then, one. and uh, I've, I've got a few in that category. Uh, lately, Forrest Gump has been on a lot. Willy Wonka, the original, has been sure. on a lot. Sure. Willy Wonka is my one A choice, my number one choice for best movie ever, though. A Few Good Men. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah. that is definite default. It's like, oh man, that one just gets me. <laughs> just gets <it> going. <laughs> yeah, 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 it does. Uh, greatest movie I've never seen, though. Yeah, that's the one that like. Gets that, people, yeah, like, you, you have like to, to think about that. Yeah. That is a great one. Uh, actually, <laughs> I have not seen everything all the time, all at once, or whatever. Oh, it's called. oh that one is yeah, really yeah. Good. Everything, yeah. everywhere, all at once. Yeah, yeah. I, I have not seen that. I've just seen a clip here and there, and so forth. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, any other hobbies then? Um, I mean, just kind of like the traditional like guy stuff, like video yeah. games, TV, okay. hanging out with my friends. Yeah. Um, I've started to get into reading because for my birthday, I actually got gifted a lot of books which I'm not much of a reader, but I mean, very happy to get books. So I've started reading yep. again. It's a good thing. Yeah, I, it, it took is. me a long time in life to finally read. I, I would read uh, manuals. Uh, I would read, you know, magazine articles about hobbies that I was involved oh, in sure. and so forth. Yeah. Uh, but never novels. And man, then somebody gave me a John Grisham book and off yeah. to the races we were. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, Josh, your turn. Uh, when not part of the media and uh, being involved in arts and entertainment, what do you like to be entertained by? I mean, kind of a similar answer to Matthew. Uh -huh. I don't, don't want to sound oh, boring but yeah movies obviously a big one especially actually going to the theater which i think i've, I've been trying to get better about for a while mm -hmm. you know i would just watch stuff at home but then i always remind myself how much better it is at the theater <laughs> so i try and try and get out there as much as i can um big reader at least i try to be sometimes it's easier just to watch something on youtube than to pick up your book but but I, uh, you know, try and <laughs> try and make progress on something as much yeah. as I can. What a thing, though, that YouTube. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's. Yeah. We used to have a, an older vehicle, and uh, the headlight would go out a lot. And uh, I am not a mechanic at all. As my wife likes to say, she's the mechanic, and I am the entertainer. <laughs> so <laughs> he goes online on YouTube. Yep. Six minutes later, yeah, over and done with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Comes in handy. I'm yeah. convinced you can learn anything. You True. can. You yeah. really can. It's, everything <laughs> is on the internet. It's just a matter of whether or not you have the determination to learn it. True. Uh, any other hobbies then? Oh, let's see. I mean, yeah, hanging out with friends and family is always mm -hmm. a good time. Yeah. We it, did D and D for a while. Yeah. Oh, Dungeons did you and really? Dragons. Yeah, 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 yeah. I never got into that. I uh, had a good friend uh, that was very much into it. Yeah. Uh, so very interesting how that works, too. That's like creating a movie. That's what it? it is. Yeah. 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 It's, it's just sort of like improv to yeah. you know, for very the people much. playing. Yep. That's fantastic. Uh, by the way, forgot to mention, State Theater has really good popcorn, Yes, too. they do. Oh, I do love their oh, popcorn. And it's and cheaper and than yeah, Century Theater. It's such a gorgeous theater. It's so beautiful. I just want to explore my place. My first date, I grew up down in Rock Rapids. And my first date was at the State Theater wow. in uh, January of 1979. There you okay. go. Yeah. Do you remember what you saw? I was, getting, I was just going <laughs> to ask that. What was it? Clint Eastwood, Every Which Way But Loose. Okay. Nice. There you go. <laughs> 
All right. Hey, fellas, I wish you the best with uh, Film Fest 54. Thank you. Uh, in fact, I, I hope that we have to have you back here in just another month or so and say, hey, we're talking with the champions of Film Fest 54. <laughs> That'd be so great. Crossing my fingers. <laughs> Let's hope we that. get there. Shot on uh, iPhones in a house with a ghost. There we go. That, that's our draw. That, that I was going to say, that really hooks you in. That's like the, the poster tagline. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fellas. Again, Matthew Sterrod and Josh Wary. There you go. You yeah. got it. All right. Appreciate it. And we'll come back in just a moment to wrap up the Dave Holly Hour. Check out the new ceramic studio in Sioux Falls, conveniently located off Kiwanis Avenue on 5th Street. TJS Ceramics inside Oscar's Mini Storage. Bisque, studio time, painting parties, and finished items are available. Visit TJS Ceramics Studio in Sioux Falls today. Ladies, when it's time to give your nails some love, get that extra special treatment from Quality Nails on South Minnesota Avenue in Sioux Falls. Manicures and pedicures that look great and make you feel fantastic. Zaya and Tony provide professional care for your hands and feet, whether you just want the basics or an extra special look with added flair. Oh, and guys, it's okay to treat yourself too. Quality Nails. Call for an appointment. 605-334-1463. For him, every day is a Holly Day. Here again, Dave Holly. Thanks again to my great guests, Richard Swanson and Matthew Sterud and Josh Wary. As always, the biggest thank you goes to each of you. For your listening, your downloading, and sharing, the following. By the way, if you haven't so far, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Besides information about the show, you'll find out when Dave Holly Hour Trivia is going on at Chasers. Now, for all 217 episodes, go online, DaveHollyHour.com. By the way, use that search function on our website to look up when your favorite artists have been on before. Listen to any of those previous episodes. As the Sioux Falls Arts Council says, together we art. As Arts South Dakota says, home is where the art is. As I say, put some art in your heart. Remember, I'm Dave Holly, and for me, every day is a holiday. The Dave Holly Hour has been brought to you by TJS Ceramic Studio, Serendipity Studio Gallery and Gifts, Chasers Food and Spirits, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Jesse Moffitt Entertainment, and the Sioux Falls Arts Council. If you would like to contribute to the continued success of this podcast, simply buy Dave a cup of coffee. Go to DaveHollyHour.com and click on the coffee cup icon. Don't forget to stay up to date on the show by following on Instagram and Facebook. The Dave Holly Hour is produced in the Dipsy Doodle Studios by Big D Entertainment. Thanks for listening.